Christianity has to do with only the person of Jesus Christ. But there is a greater pain in our culture today to know that oftentimes Jesus and Christianity is distorted. We don't even hear about Jesus Christ on our pulpits anymore. Many people are worshipping a different Jesus other than the Jesus Christ of the Bible. They have invented their own Jesus. And this podcast deals with this problem as we get into what the Bible really says. Are we going to be faithful to scripture or conform to what is culturally comfortable? Join me as we listen to the gospel of Jesus Christ according to the scriptures. The scripture is God's word written down by men. In the scripture we see the prophets saying, That saith the Lord, and the apostles also saying, It is written. And Jesus himself making reference of what was written word of God in the Old Testament. The biblical writers recognize that God has spoken and that the scriptures records his word. This is what the Jews had always believed and this is what Christians have always believed that the scripture is not just any human book but it is a divine book. On many past occasions and in many different ways God spoke to our fathers through the prophets but in these last days he has spoken to us by his son whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom he made the universe. Hebrews 1-2 The scripture from the Lord is divine instruction which is complete in itself and transforms the entire inner person. This is also the manual on worship. We wouldn't know how to worship this God without this revealed word. You may have heard people say, why should I believe the Bible? It was written by men and anything written down by men must be flawed. This argument overlooks the fact that the Bible claims to have been written by men under God's influence and direction. To believe this argument is to disregard every historical fact one has ever read in a book. After all, humans have written every history book and every other kind of book. The question is not whether men wrote any book, but whether the information contained in that book is accurate and reliable. The reason we believe a history book is that it is consistent with evidence and corroborated by other accounts. And we have reliable historical information about the Bible. It is a strange time in which we live when it comes to scripture through the history of the Jews until this modern times the Jews never questioned the inerrancy of their Old Testament but later in the centuries we saw skeptics and critics begun to attack the Bible and we are still trying to live through that destruction a low view of scripture is what we see although the early church still affirmed the inerrancy of the scripture we have a generation now who would not even defend the Bible to be God's word and yet 
want to call themselves Christians. They want to have the seal of Christ, the Anointed One, Jesus Yeshua, on them, and yet disregard that which He affirmed to be God's Word. I believe the Bible is the Word of God without any argument because Jesus Christ said so. I believe Jesus is God, the Son. I believe there is none righteous and we are all sinners in God's eye needing a Savior. I believe in the triune God, justification by faith, the resurrection, and only the scriptures brings out these truths. Scripture is the rule of our faith, that which governs and guides us in what we believe and why we believe. The scripture must be held high as our authority. We need a balanced understanding of scripture and the love for the truth of scripture alone. Scripture is utterly unique in its nature as God-breathed revelation. Nothing else is God-breathed. It is unparalleled and absolute in its authority and it is the sole infallible rule of faith for the church. We believe that the God of the Bible created the universe and humankind for a purpose. And so he has communicated to his creation through this divine revelation. 2 Timothy 3 verse 14, Paul is writing. He says, But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of, because you know those from whom you learned it, and how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is God-breathed. This expression expresses the sacred nature of the scriptures breathed out by God, the Onistos, as the emphasis is upon the divine origin of the revelation itself, connecting it to God's spirit. And it goes on to say, and it's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And in 2 Timothy 4, 1-4 he said, In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct rebuke and encourage with great patience and careful instructions for the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine instead to suit their own desires they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itchy ears wants to hear they will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths Inspiration means that all the words of scripture are God's word. God's revelation were recorded as it was written and compiled as the scriptures. 
Inspiration again means that God used these men He chose with their words that the Holy Spirit brought these men along using their individual vocabulary styles, their background knowledge. God prepared these men in their lives to be able to write what He wants us to know. This was a divine process which resulted in exactly what God intended, despite having the unique traits of these men. This is the reason that we can tell the differences in author styles and yet we see God's handiwork in each book of the Bible. Every word of God is pure. The Bible is the word of God in the word of man. Yes, we have to be truthful to the scriptures. It has to be our sole rule of our faith in Christ Jesus, not men inventions of the Bible which it doesn't say. It is the same reason Yeshua Jesus Christ, who is the Logos, the Word. He is fully human and fully divine. He is 100% God and 100% man. So is the scriptures, 100% the Word of God and 100% the Word of man. Yeshua Jesus was not 50-50 like the idea of somebody who is half human and half divine. No, not like the Greek mythology gods. He is not. In our age where we see pop psychology masquerading as biblical doctrines, things can become very confusing where we see people taking the scriptures out of context and reading into it what is not there because they feel convicted to the divine truths of it. We hear doctrines of demons and different spirits on the pulpits and not the Holy Spirit speaking. Remember what Peter says in 2 Peter 1 verse 10 to 21 that above all you must understand that no prophecy of scripture comes from one's own interpretation for no prophecy was ever brought about through human initiative, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit inspired the human authors about what to write. And so for that reason we believe that the scripture is without error or inerrant and it's from God. If you don't believe that the Bible is inspired by God, if you don't believe that it is His Word, you wouldn't have any reason to think that it is inerrant or infallible. But if you call yourself a Christian, if you identify yourself as a Jesus follower, isn't it reasonable that your view of the Bible should be what Jesus' view of the Scriptures was? I think it's reasonable. If I'm going to say, I'm a Jesus follower, I'm a Christian, and then if I disagree with Jesus, it means I am following a different Jesus and not the Jesus of Nazareth who claimed to be the Messiah, the Messiah, the Son of God, the Anointed One, and really shouldn't call myself a Christian. 
we shouldn't call ourselves Christians if we are going to disagree with Jesus on anything he said. The scripture is a revelation God has revealed to us by the Holy Spirit through these men he chose. Our God is an infinite being and we are finite beings. We have finite knowledge and as such we can know many things about God by virtue of what he has revealed to us. But all our knowledge will never be a perfect knowledge because it is impossible for finite beings like us to have a perfect knowledge of God. Deuteronomy 29, 29 says, These secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things revealed belong to us and to our children forever, so that we may follow all the words of this law. We are talking about an unveiling. We are talking about a divine act by which God has revealed truths, which otherwise man could never know, nor could ever discover on their own. As we are believers in Christ Jesus, and as the scriptures contain the truth about God the Creator, it is our authoritative word to believe in it. As Jesus Christ affirmed its inspiration, its historicity and God's revelation. A believer in Jesus Christ should be someone who will accept what Jesus says about scripture and view it the same way Jesus did when on earth. Hence, holding to scripture as a soul and the highest rule of faith and believing all of what scripture has to say. If you believe in Sola Scriptura and you practice Sola Scriptura, then you are going to consistently allow scripture to explain itself, the proper hermeneutics, exegesis. In John chapter 10, when Jesus was about to be stoned for claiming to be God, he appealed to the infallibility of scripture when he declared the scripture cannot be broken. When Jesus prayed for his disciples in John chapter 17, the high priestly prayer, he asked the Father, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. Whose truth is that? On the inspiration of scripture, we read from Paul in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. And we impart this in words, not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the spirit, interpreting spiritual truth to those who are spiritual. When we honor the word of God by handling it correctly, we are really showing that we believe this is God speaking and that we really want to hear what God is saying, not what I think or you think. The deception is always in the name of love. The perverse reasoning is that the truth may offend and that is not loving and it could prove divisive. However, God's word on the contrary teaches that real love 
cannot abound unless it abounds in doctrinal truth. The truth can only be seen in the scripture alone. If someone is not standing in biblical truth, they are not standing in Christ and are not being sanctified unto God. We therefore see in our days those not loving doctrinal truths really do not love Jesus Christ. Because if there's one thing that Jesus affirmed over and over again, it is that the Old Testament scriptures are the word of God. In Matthew 15:4, Jesus replied them. He answered them, And why do you break the commandments of God for the sake of your tradition? For God commanded, Honor your father and your mother, and whoever reviles father or mother must surely die. And Jesus goes on to say, So for the sake of your tradition you have made void the word of God, you hypocrites. Well did Isaiah prophesy of you when he said, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching us doctrines the commandments of men. Jesus quotes from Isaiah 29:13. He criticized the Pharisees for leaving the commandments of God and adding their own tradition to scripture. The people in our modern day, so-called Christians, calling themselves enlightened or woke believers, or the Christ consciousness Christians, who are against the clarity of scripture, and its teachings are old. They need to hear what Jesus was saying to the Pharisees and the Sadducees who had the scriptures before calling themselves Christ followers because our Lord expected the unbelieving Jews of his day to understand their Old Testament as he repeatedly said to them, Have you not read? Have you not heard? Do you not search the scriptures? They were all responsible for it. The scripture has and will never change. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Matthew 24:35. Jesus appealed to the inspiration of scripture to help them understand that the Mashiach, the Messiah, is more than just a descendant of David. Quoting the Psalms, he said, How is it then? That David speaking by the Spirit called him Lord. Whenever Jesus said it is written, he was also appealing to inspiration. Jesus used it is written to be equivalent to God says. In fact, Jesus and his apostles quoted the Old Testament by using the phrase it is written. Jesus didn't see scripture as simply a human cultural product. He saw it as the inspired Word of God. The authority of the Word of God has been questioned ever since Eden's when the serpent spoke those words to Eve, did God really say? In Genesis 31, when that same serpent tempted him in the wilderness, Jesus used the authority of Scripture all three times Jesus used those three words, it is written. 
and Jesus continually referred to the Old Testament event as authentic history. He spoke of Abel, Abraham, Lot, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, David, Solomon, Elijah, Elisha, and Zechariah as real historical people. He described events such as the judgment of Sodom and Gomorrah, the miracle of manna, Moses lifting the snake in the wilderness, and David eating shortbread as real history. Jesus affirmed two of the most historically disputed Old Testament stories, the great flood days of Noah and the story of Jonah. He compared the historicity of the story of Jonah in the belly of the fish to his own resurrection. Who do we believe in? If we are Christ followers, that means we believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And if he compared the story of Jonah in the belly of the fish to his own resurrection, how can we question the scriptures that Jesus has affirmed? Skeptics claim that Daniel couldn't have written what is recorded in the book of Daniel because predictions were too accurate to have been written before the events they describe. Jesus affirmed that Daniel was an actual person and a real prophet and quoted from what was written in Matthew 24 15. So when you see standing in the holy place the abomination that causes desolation spoken of through the prophet Daniel, let the reader understand. Jesus talked about history of the Old Testament events and of the world from the foundation of the world to this generation from the blood of Abel to the blood of Zechariah in Luke chapter 11 verse 50 to 51. The first thing Jesus wanted them to know after he was resurrected was that the scriptures from Moses to the prophets were all about him in Luke chapter 24 27 and beginning from Moses and all the prophets he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. To Jesus, the scriptures weren't simply cautionary tales or moral lessons or advice for self-improvement. He is at the very center of the whole thing. In Matthew chapter 5 and 17, do you not think that I've come to abolish the law or the prophets? I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For I assure you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or one stroke of a letter will pass from the law until all things are accomplished. In Matthew 24:35, he said, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. The scripture has the gospel. It has the good news. It is the good news. The Apostle Paul said in Romans 1, 16-17 This is why I am so eager to preach the gospel also to you who are in Rome. I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jews and then to the Greek. For the gospel reveals the righteousness of God that comes by faith 
from start to finish just as it is written the righteous will live by faith the scripture is perfect it's pure it's true it restores the soul makes wise the simple rejoices the heart enlightens the eyes it produces righteousness through Christ the law of the Lord is perfect restoring the soul this is divine instruction law the Torah would identify scripture as divine instruction nothing can be taken from it nothing can be added to it it is everything it needs to be for it lacks nothing scripture is God teaching man all that he needs to know to live life to its fullest this is divine instruction this is the manual set by the manufacturer these are absolute truths they are the precepts or the status of the Lord when our Lord said man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceed out of the mouth of God he tied life to scripture if we live by the word of God we will have eternal life because we have believed in Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 for the Word of God is living and active sharper than any two-edged sword piercing to the division of soul and of spirit of joint and of marrow and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart and on the purpose of scripture we read in John chapter 20 verse 30 now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples which are not written in this book but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ the Mashiach the Son of God and that by believing you may have life in his name what has been written down for us is what the Lord wants us to know Paul tells us in Romans 15 4 for whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scripture we might have hope first Peter 1 24 all flesh is like grass and all is glory like the flower of grass the grass withers and the flower falls but the word of the Lord remains forever and this word is the good news that was preached to you I wouldn't know how to worship the true God Yahweh without his word because we also have to worship in spirit and in truth but what truth he is the standard of truth it is his truth the fear of the Lord is the beginning of the wisdom whose wisdom and where can we get it the scripture gives us the wisdom of God Christianity has had answers to questions of life that people have had troubles with and these can only be found in the Holy Scripture and that is how things began and that is creation we believe as Christians that God made the world and called it good Christians have believed that God created the universe out of nothing but how is it 
that the world is like this. How is the world like this if God created it good? How did everything fall apart? The scripture tells us of sin, the fall of mankind. Sin separated man from God. We are sinners by our nature. Romans 3, 23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The real gospel confronts our personal sin. The sin we cling to and inherently love. Sin that deserves death. Yes. Even if we work together to build a better society, we will still be rotten to the core without repentance and the transformation of the Holy Spirit. Only when we grasp how treacherous our sin is can we recognize how beautiful the gift of God's grace is. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved it is the power of God. The scripture tells us how things get fixed, that is redemption, the promise of the seed of the woman, the proto-evangelium in Genesis 3.15. The Son of God took on human flesh, the Mashiach, the Savior, the Anointed One, the hypostatic union of God and man was the only way that this cousin could be bridged together between a finite being and an infinite God. He lived a sinless life, fulfilled the law of God, and died as a substitute like the Day of Atonement to take on the sins of the world. He was raised from the dead, and whoever puts their trust in Jesus as their Savior, they will be reconciled to God and find eternal life. For God so loved the world that He gave His only unique Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. The scripture tells us how things will look once they are fixed. Restoration, the second coming, the return of the King Jesus Christ. Behold, our King cometh. Those who reject God's free gift of forgiveness in this life will get their wish. God will put them and all evil in a place of eternal punishment called hell. For those who have received his forgiveness, he will wipe away every tear in a place called heaven where there will be no more crying, pain or death. As Revelation 21 3 to 5 tells us, And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eye, and there will be no more death, or mourning, or crying, or pain. For the former things have passed away. And the one seated on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. Then he said, Write this down, for these words are faithful and true. It is sufficient 
It is the power of God to transform, to make wise, to give joy. It is absolute truth. If you are looking at life and saying, what would I want out of this life? Just read the manufacturer's manual and you will be a different person. This book can transform you and will provide you great wisdom, not of this world. These truths about what God has done and continues to do and what He will be doing can only be found in the superior word of God, the scriptures.